episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. talking about politics, psychology of politics, Dr. Mark Westfall, and you had Reed and I take a narcissism test, basically, to see right. how narcissist, narcissistic we are, that we scored very differently on that. First, explain narcissism. Okay, so, folks. well, the, the test you guys took, and I took it as well, it's, a, it's a narcissistic personality inventory. It is not diagnostic of a personality disorder. Okay? Right. Um, let's just make that clear. That the personality Ooh, disorder, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're in the clear. It's just an indication of some traits um, of how people see themselves, and it's broken down into multiple categories, but having to do with uh, how you view yourself in a place of authority, of self-sufficiency, uh, superiority, exhibitionism, uh, exploitativeness, vanity, and entitlement. There's seven categories. Yeah. And so... There's 40 questions, and each question fits in one of those categories, and it's essentially what's called a forced answer uh, test where you are forced to pick between two choices, and you may not think that either choice really applies to you, so you're forced to pick something that— And a lot of times both apply. And well, it's like, well, exactly, which, like, right. Hey, so you've got to pick which one you would lean towards more, and so it's called a forced, forced choice question. Um, and then essentially it's 40 questions. You get one point. For each question, one of those leaned more towards narcissism than the other in each of these categories. Um, And so in psychiatry, we don't use that, okay? This is something that that they do use in research for psychology sometimes to get a sense of, like I said, they did the survey of politicians and clergy and librarians and college students and just gave them this to see if, in general, if they have some difference in how they see themselves. And politicians scored higher than the other three categories. the and there's a uh, another interesting study done by Drew Pensky, Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Uh, he did a study with he sees a lot of celebrities, and so he did a study doing the NPI with celebrities and see to see how they would score, um, and they scored significantly high um, than the average population. Um, so I just thought it would be interesting, and people can go online and take this. It's real simple; it takes about five minutes. Like, Seems like what I saw was like average. The average person was like fifteen point eight, and That's then right. celebrity was eighteen. So right. the average, the mean is fifteen point three for the okay. general population, um, and then a standard deviation is something in science we call uh, one standard deviation on either side is uh, the distance it would take to encapsulate sixty eight percent of the population. Right. Two standard deviations encapsulates ninety five percent of the population. Yeah. So. Uh, the standard devi- deviation on this was 6.8. So mm. to be one standard deviation away, you'd have to be up to about a 21 or 22. Um, where they or down 15, to about a 9. Or down to about a 9 to be one standard deviation away. And that, you know, essentially that includes almost 70% of the population. Right. That's the gut of the population. If you're beyond that, then you might need to stop and think about, you know, are these traits affecting you? So, in other words, if you're beyond a 22, then you're thinking, wow, I, mm. I need to look at this. Or certainly if you're beyond two standard deviations, now you're in the bottom or top five percentile. You're just like one guy. And you might, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might, you yeah. might I mean, you, you're out there. So, this is good news for me because I fell right there at that average. Like, you I was were, like 16. So, yeah, you right? scored what? 16, uh, what was your score? It was 16.2 or something like that. Okay. Right, yeah, right. 16 out of 40. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Right. So, that's, that's pretty average, normal guy. And... My job, like, I, don't get me wrong, in no way do I think I'm in any kind of celebrity. But my two main jobs are 
social, you know, being places, speaking sure. in public and media stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, Reed, we now probably should worry about because he's outside of that range <laughs> that we I just am. talked about. His score I was shocking. Took it twice. Well, shocking and so and it went up. So Will sent me his it. score. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed did not, which I'm interested about, about how that worked out. But so, what was your score? Well, I, like I said, I took it twice, and it went up the second time I took it. Um, the first time I took it, and the main reason I took it a second time was after Will and I talked. I began to become concerned about my score uh-huh. so i was like well maybe i need to try it again with a different went to a different site same test though yeah and when i first told him my score he laughed like ha you narcissistic son of a gun and i said no no no, mine's yeah. average like that's normal i was a six well so then you're are you worried about that no actually here's now look here, there's something this, wrong with him no i don't think so no. um well i might be a little biased yeah <laughs> i was a four yeah really <laughs> that's good that's good yeah so but there's there's again there's no right score okay right um, and the, and to be honest with you looking at the questions they're really pretty rudimentary as far as I mean they don't delve into your psyche very much at right. all right no no um, no I mean it's too it's but that that binary is hard to really get a grasp for what kind of person you are between and some of these choices people can look this up the in oh, NPI and, NPI you can take it online yeah. it'll show your score it'll break it down for you I mean, it's, it's and simple. like I said now I took it a second time and my score did go up I started out as a six and then the second time I was a seven yeah so yeah <laughs> I did it twice as well yeah. and it's all the questions are things like I mean that I remember the ones I struggle with like. When you go somewhere in public to an event, do you want people to notice you or not? Right. Do you care what people, you know, do you care if people notice what you're wearing or not? Right. That kind of stuff. They were very simple questions. And to be honest with you, I think that um, it's also, after looking at the test, I think people who score low might have a little bit more anxiety than people who score average. Um, Because when, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, you know, some people... It's not. Uh, it's a matter of um, not wanting to stand out because that can sometimes create anxiety. Whereas if you're kind of relaxing and and not anxious about things, you may not care as much about that. So it asks the same question in multiple forms, and so you know you you don't always answer it exactly the same because it gives different you know um, scenarios. But in general, you know, Will, you're fine. You're right in the middle. Um, <laughs> Uh, me and Reed probably are a little bit more maybe introverted would you say well you know here's the funny thing about this and I don't and of course when I'm taking one of these things I also can't get out of my own head because the whole time I'm taking it I'm thinking well I don't appear to be a narcissist but I I still try a narcissist wouldn't care right right (laughs) well I also tried my hardest though to still answer you know and I really some of them I would stop and think okay let me present myself with a couple of scenarios and try to figure out which one works yeah but and maybe this is just the narcissist in me talking. But actually, when my score came back, I was pleased because I thought, oh, maybe that represents a level of like humility or modesty or humbleness or whatever. Um, you I know, think it does. Yeah, because it, the funny thing is, I'm not an introvert. I am like 100% definitely an extrovert. My wife and I are very different in that regard. She is, you know, meets the, I guess, the textbook definition of an introvert. You know, when she needs to recharge, she likes to be by uh-huh. herself. I'm uh-huh. very much, I like to be you with like to be people. people. You know, I speak at ARC stories. And the thing is, even though I don't feel particularly uncomfortable being the center of attention or talking, like the question will be worded as like I like to be the center of attention, right? And I'm like, well, now wait a second, that's a step too far. Yeah, you know, to I say agree. I like to be the center of attention. I agree. Yeah. There was some of the wording w- w- forces you, and and again, it makes it a little bit uncomfortable 
for some people and a little less uncomfortable than right. others. But, you know, relative to like some of the celebrities they, they you know, um, that took it. I mean, some of them were in the 30s and the high 20s. I mean, significantly different scores. Now, their average wasn't that dramatic. It was probably, I think it was 19, 18, 19, somewhere yeah. there. Um, but, and again, it's not really diagnostic of anything. It's just interesting to learn a little bit more about yourself and, and how you see yourself in certain scenarios. It well, is also telling, though, because I can't even imagine, like, if you were to get a 25 on this, then it would make me stop and think, like, golly, dude, like, what are you doing well, here? Like, why would you say those things? Yeah, agreed, except that, I mean, think about, like, some celebrities, and especially the new age of celebrity, that's their whole career yeah. is being the person that stands out right. in public. That's their that's how they make money is being that person. Don't get me wrong, I don't like that. Uh, right. Well, I've been right, right. pretty clear about my well, views on that. But. And there's a, you know, Drew Pensky wrote a book called The Mirror Effect, and he's he thinks there's a, a phenomenon going on where the media is fueling this presentation of narcissism on TV and thereby essentially attracting more and more narcissists to go into the business. One of the things they looked at was that the uh, the ratings, um, how high they rated, wasn't didn't correlate to how long they'd been in the business. In other words, there's some question of does the business itself create narcissism? And there is there is some other views on that that think yes, you can have like situational narcissism. That would make sense. But in their studies, the people scores. In other words, the people scored high. There was no correlation to how long they've been in the business. Interesting. Um, so yeah. it's as though narcissists are attracted to uh, the, the business itself, well, and then they get into it, and it gets fueled by this media frenzy. Really quick, I uh, want to mention mm-hmm. this hour of Over the Radio is brought to you by Good People Brewing Company. We're going to skip this break and just go right in because I want to talk about politicians and, and exactly how narcissism plays into that. Okay. Now, of course, you got this book open as yeah, well. Yeah, no, no. That was just that was pointing was that uh, the Drew Pensky thing about his uh, the celebrities. Yeah. Right. So, okay. so then now you want to move to how narcissism plays into politics. Yeah. You should, yeah. So then there's been you know as I said there was that one study looking at politics p- politicians and other groups and they scored a little higher, um, but I think currently it's been talked about a lot because of certainly Donald Trump. Uh, a lot of people have mentioned, does he have narcissistic personality disorder? And I'll be the first to tell you, I can't diagnose that on the TV. Never even met him. Um, but there certainly are, We can. what we can do is talk about what is narcissistic personality disorder. Plus, can't we agree, or do we agree that that's a character that he's playing in this campaign? That's the question also. Is it? I, I don't know. I feel like it is. Well, is it? that's a good question. Um it, it is, I don't know the answer because I don't know him personally. Uh, and yeah, no, I don't either, but I feel like every there's so many things he says. I'm like, no, come on. But, but or, And the fact that he goes been, back and forth But he's been it. playing that character throughout his other media. And now maybe he has just tapped in. I mean, he's a pretty, um, you know, guy that has a, a look, is looking for a means to the end. So, I mean, he... That's what I feel like it is. And so well, he, I think maybe he's just, uh, it's possible that he's recognizing that the media is playing to that personality and so he's playing it up more but let's also not forget the recent story that broke about the john miller business or whatever where he was calling reporters and posing as donald trump's pr guy and talking about himself and it was actually donald trump you know this was years and years i mean decades ago um in the i can't remember exactly when maybe it was in the 1990s or even before i hate to say it's a pretty common thing you know i think a lot of times people are advised not necessarily advised to lie but to advise 
advised that hey, if you don't have management or have a PR guy, you need to. But here's the thing: you need to act like. But you he are wasn't the PR just guy. doing that. He was calling and like and like saying really crazy things about. Did you know like Madonna wants to date Donald Trump? It was oh. him on the phone <laughs> saying these things. So if he's if this is just an act, man, it is a long con for this yeah. guy. He has yeah. been at it for a while. <laughs> well, if if we let's move into what is narcissistic personality, because okay. okay. again, the NPI is not diagnostic of that. It's just kind of a trait of, of your, it's really more like a vanity yeah. scale than anything else to me. It doesn't, most of it has to do with, you know, do you look at your body and do you want it to be seen in public and that kind of stuff as far as, it's more of a vanity yeah. uh, kind of uh, scale. Narcissistic personality disorder is much more complex. And um, I'm just going to go through just the basic criteria, which this also does not, I mean, this is the diagnostic criteria that we use. Yeah. But to be honest with you, it's much more complex than just these criteria, psychologically speaking. And there's still a lot of studying to figuring out a lot about people's personalities. And if someone has a personality disorder, I want people to understand, the listeners understand that a personality disorder has a certain set of symptoms, but each individual expresses that personality in their own unique way. It's a personality after it, all. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it you, you can't, pigeonhole people into everyone acts this way and there is a infinitely graduated spectrum that people exist on even within the category of a personality disorder there are more severe forms and less severe forms so yeah. um you know it's it's really complex and i don't the one thing i've learned i think through 26 years of working with people psychiatrically is a i continue to gather an appreciation for the uniqueness of people yeah. And it's just fascinating to me. It is interesting. Um, so I don't like categorizing people, uh, but sometimes to talk about things like this, we have to at least start with a category, and then we can break outside of that box as we understand it more. So what are some of the criteria that we start to think about? Okay, so with narcissistic personality disorder, first of all, it's a pervasive uh, pattern of grandiosity. Okay? Right. Uh, uh, a need for admiration and a lack of empathy. Those are the three main things. Mm. And usually it starts in early adulthood, and it's present throughout your life that's true for any personality disorder <coughs> these are enduring traits yeah. day in and day out this is how the person behaves which goes back to your question about whether or not he is putting on an act or is this really him and I can't tell you that because I don't know him um, so and then there's a list of criteria and you have like five of the following list and so we'll just go through the list but those, that's the general you know, principle so the list is this a grandiose sense of self or self-importance Okay. Are so we just evaluating Trump on this? I mean, you bring put into your mind any person you want to, but no. we currently, I mean, certainly well, Trump is a good example of someone to think about as we go through this because no. whether it's character or in real life, his character certainly seems to bring some of these traits to the forefront. And it's funny here to think about, um, you know, because a lot of times when you think about someone saying great things about themselves, one of the first names that comes to mind there is Muhammad Ali. Um, mm -hmm. he, but it's funny, I use Muhammad Ali quotes in my class all the time because I found that admirable or endearing about Ali because it felt like he was fighting an uphill battle and was motivating himself. Mm -hmm. With Trump, who says similar types of things about himself, that dude according to him, himself at least is on the top of the world and is you know and that right. seems weird for him to keep saying right. these things about right. himself well and you know. i think also it's i think it's attractive to people because they can be associated he says it so much that people are attracted to the best yeah. I mean, if you're playing basketball and michael jordan walks in uh 
Yeah, I sure. want to be like Mike, yeah. right? I mean, so, of course, that's an old reference. I'm 50-something, but, yeah, yeah. but you get it. Okay, LeBron James. So, mm-hmm. essentially, people aspire to be great. Yeah. And so if someone says it enough and then kind of acts, walks the walk of having, you know, whether it's the funding or now he's got the following, it there is somewhat an attraction to that, which is the same thing we're talking about with the celebrity narcissism, is that people watch these reality TV shows and they want to be like the people on the TV shows. Especially if people aren't thinking critically and, and asking, is he really great? Right, yeah. right. If so, he says right. he's great. So this grandiose sense of self. Then number two is preoccupation with fantasies of an unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Yeah. Okay? So that's, yeah. Number that's three. Yeah. Believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other people of high status. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 and yes. Which is, well, by the way, this goes back to why I think yeah. he's, uh, you know, acting and lying. Because I do think that's him. In other words, I don't know him. But remember, like, this guy, that real redneck dude with the glasses had gotten Ted Cruz's face. Oh, yeah. Oh, lying Ted. Mm-hmm. Shut up, lying Ted. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, <laughs> if any, I mean, I didn't think anyone could make Ted Cruz look good empathetic at all and this guy did yeah and then of course donald trump comes out and says that guy that guy was great how great was that guy no he's not donald trump does not think that guy's great he knows that guy's an idiot he knows that trump is definitely not hanging out with high class people at the rallies that's what i'm saying because i think that's all an act to try to gain this power well he may not be no um but he likes to be talking about may not be high acting but he narcissists will elevate the people around them in their mind because in a narcissist's mind they can't hang around some they, they can't be around someone who's not so, so if they, i'm with you you must be good yes uh, exactly and lord knows if trump is a narcissist then he's not going to shun anyone who's admiring him and recognizing his greatness that, that would be the yeah. a major concern interesting yeah hmm. um requires excessive admiration we just covered that has a sense of entitlement Unreasonable yeah. expectations of especially favorable treatment. Yeah. Got that? Mm-hmm. Um, interpersonally exploitative. In mm-hmm. other words, narcissists utilize other individuals in order to get what they want. Now, you could say, hey, everybody kind of tries to get what they want, right? But to some degree, again, it's that graduated scale from 1 to 100, and where do you fall on it? Um Narcissists fall at the 90 to 100 end of that scale is that they would, they'll exploit anyone to get what they need. Sort of a Machiavellian kind of do what it takes, and I don't care so much if you get hurt in the process. That is exactly right. As long as I get what I need. That's exactly right. Yeah. And um, that would explain, you, you would think a lot of his, uh, about a lot of his business dealings would maybe well, be where you might see some of that. You know, yes. there's the documentary about the USFL. You know, where I saw just the other day someone credit uh, Trump as killing the USFL because it served his interests, and he wrecked this whole league. That's what, I mean, if you watch that 30 for 30, that's yeah. the whole thing is about that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so no matter what, how it affected exactly. all those and other that people. Is, that's a classic yeah. trait of narcissists. Yeah. Um, I wonder well, what he would rank on this test. I mean, you'd think he'd have to be took? like... Oh, like thirties, forty, in the thirties, right? He'd yeah. Probably score a perfect I mean, forty. How would he not? <laughs> <laughs> if he's in character, that's right. Yeah. So, um, lacking empathy. Now, this is probably to me of all this list. Obviously, the grandiosity and thinking high of yourself, but when it comes to personality disorders, this is the part of narcissism that I think most people, even people in psychiatry, don't understand. Um, 
narcissists, in my opinion, from working with, I mean, I have a fair number of patients who have this disorder. Narcissists truly have the lack of ability to see someone else's viewpoint or feel what they're feeling right. if they haven't experienced it. So it's really, to me, it's, it's, it's kind of a sad deficit. And, and I, I really, I, I mean, I have a, um, you know, when you work with, when I work with patients, I mean, you have to understand what they're going through. And I, I don't see, nar- narciss- a lot of people don't like narcissists. I, um, I see them as having a flaw that really causes them a problem because most narcissists are not happy. Right. Okay. Um, and Dr. Drew's book talks about that too. They're very unhappy people because they actually don't meet their own goals either. Yeah. They end up under underneath it all. There's this level of never feeling fulfilled or never feeling like they're they're getting enough admiration. They truly feel empty without the external admiration, and so that combined with a lack of empathy in that they they really have trouble understanding what you might be feeling in a situation that they've not experienced, and so that causes them confusion interpersonally they don't understand why you would be doing something different than what how they would do it that would cause relationship problems you think about you know once again trump married multiple times exactly. and yeah how how could you sustain it, a meaningful it's probably the underlying problem that causes relationship problems is they don't understand how you cannot agree with them on something no. they truly don't understand it's not that they don't they don't try they can't they can't put themselves into your shoes and see that you might have a valid reason to have an opposing opinion. You know, and the funny thing is really, because going into this, I was like, yeah, I mean, all politicians have to be narcissistic, but Bernie Sanders, again, I'm not playing, showing my hand here as far as who I support, but Bernie Sanders does not seem to have many of these things. He's not come across. Well, all generalizations are bad, so we wouldn't want to generalize. uh, (laughs) Well, and the reality is, is the politicians that you see and think of as as probably narcissistic are the ones typically in the media. There are a lot of people who put their time and effort into making this world a better place in the political world and spend a lot of time and energy trying to trying to take care of society's problems. Yeah. Not everybody in the world, in the field, is a narcissist, not even remotely close to that. Um, but the ones that rise to the media top, the scandalous ones, the ones yeah. that have the affairs, those probably... The ones the, that rise to the bottom, if we To will. the bottom, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to the top of the media, yeah. which is mm-hmm. to the bottom right. of the rest of us. Those, that's where you see the narcissistic personalities, because they make the best stories, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I honestly, I tend to fault the media sure. for where we are. I and think the consumers of the media, reinf- and then the consumers of the media, yeah. we're reinforcing this phenomenon. And I think uh, again, that's probably partly what Dr. Drew talks about in his book too. I mean, it's it is a social phenomenon that we have going on between the us, the consumers, the media, and the celebrities, and now the politicians. Are celebrities yeah essentially is what's happening good thing we're not in the media thank heavens <laughs> those guys are the worst <laughs> let's take a quick break when we come back uh we'll have another hour with dr mark westfall and we'll lock me he's relock me and this is oh brother radio to listen to dr mark westfall live check out oh brother radio on birmingham mountain radio 107.3 fm in birmingham 97.5 in tuscaloosa at bhammountainradio.com or on the free bmr app Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers. 